the Lord's given us exceeding great and precious promises, whereby we're able, well able, to grow. You see, we need to grow in grace. These promises are given to us that we can grow up in him. I'll read from verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. See, grace and peace be multiplied. God's in the multiplication business, not in the adding up. I always, God gave me this illustration. Three and three is six, but three threes are nine. See, there's a big difference in nine and six. So that's the way he showed me. And he showed me that he is in the multiplication. He wants to give us increase and multiply whatever's been sown into our lives by him. So in this, if you could just lend me your Bible a minute, um, please. In... Um, Second Peter 1 and verse 2, I'm reading now from the New Living Translation. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Now, in the King James, this is what 2 and 3 says. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory. Verse 4, by which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature that is in the world through lust. Now, how am I going to be a partaker of his divine nature in and through these exceeding great and precious promises? Now, the first promise that we read about was he keeps us as the apple of his eye. We also read where the eyes of the Lord run to and fro He's searching for someone. He searches us out. And he keeps us as the apple of his eye. And I did read out about the pupil of the eye, but I won't go into that for, for time's sake. You see, because we believe that Jesus is the son of the living God, we'll not perish we have eternal life. See, we have that promise that we'll be forever with him. 
We also covered, um, I'm just doing a little recap for Georgina and um, Margaret, who, who hasn't had all the lessons, and Tracy wasn't here last week. So we also learned about forgiveness. See, he's forgiven and forgotten all our iniquities. And that was in Psalm 103. And whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. All we have to do is call upon him. And he never leaves us and he never forsakes us. And then last week we did the healing scriptures. We had Isaiah 53, 5, which says, he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. This translation says, mm -hmm. this is the be a very, very good translation in Isaiah 53 and verse 5. It says, if I could just get that in that one, because he was pierced wow. for my rebellion, he was crushed for my sin, he was beaten for my wholeness. Yes, he was pierced for my rebellion, crushed for my sin, beaten for my wholeness, and whipped for my healing. Then we went to... Um, Matthew 8:17, which says that Jesus himself fulfilled that very prophecy of Isaiah mm -hmm. because himself took our infirmities and healed all our diseases. Mm -hmm. And so last week I had to stand on what the message that I'd brought. And then in 1 Peter 2:24, he says, that Jesus himself bore our sins on the cross of Calvary, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes we were healed. See, the word of God always witnesses to Jesus because Jesus is the word of God. John 1 tells us that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And the Holy Spirit always witnesses to the Word. And so we are very blessed in, in the fact of that. Now, what I got was, He is the God of all comfort, and He is the God of all grace. See, grace is the divine blessing of the revelation of Jesus. See, we have the divine blessing of the revelation of Jesus. You know, if we stop and just think of that a moment, that God himself would reveal himself to us. See, that's what the Lord showed, showed me, that he is the God of all grace. And that grace was given to me as a divine blessing to reveal Jesus in my life. And so 
these things happen. Now, he also showed me this. This is just a few days ago, because after that um, experience with what I went through, he told me that, you see, life, things are going to happen in our life, but the trying of our faith comes when these things happen, who are we going to believe? Whose report are we going to believe? Are we going to re believe the report that's in the Word of God, or are we going to believe the report, you see? I knew I, I wasn't fearful of, at all of what they were saying about my blood, because I knew that my, my DNA was different. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that when I got born again, I became a new creature in Christ Jesus. And I knew that. And you see, I also knew that God hadn't given me a spirit of fear. I'll be honest with you, when I couldn't breathe and I had all that tightness in my arms and everything, for a moment, fear tried to come in. But I knew that he hadn't given me that fear. I knew fear was not of him. And so there are two things. There are either, you're either in fear or faith. And so I had to kick in to faith because I knew he'd given me a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind, that my mind was sound. Mm. That like this morning when I had all that, no, I have a sound mind, a clear mind. I have the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. I knew that scripture. I knew it in my heart, so I confessed it with my mouth. Faith has to be in two places. It has to be in our heart and in our mouth. <coughs> and it doesn't become reality until it's spoken out. It says, in the beginning, and the word was, became flesh. And when we speak the word, this word then becomes flesh in our lives. How did Jesus combat the devil? With the word of God out of his mouth. He said, it is written. So that's what I did. I said, it is written. You see, that's what we have to do. The enemy will try and do everything and one of the big things he is using in the church at the moment to defeat his body is through sickness. There are a lot of sick Christians. And unless you know this word, I'm telling you now, I would have, there would have been, I'd have still been there probably. You see, this word has to be my sufficient all in all because he is my sufficiency 
There's another scripture that says, not that I'm sufficient of myself to think anything of myself, but my sufficiency has to come from him. Because he's the one who's going to cause me to triumph. Yeah. See, because when he died, when he went, after he died, it says, he led captivity captive. He triumphed over all the power of the enemy. The enemy has no power over me unless I give it to him. How am I going to give the power to the enemy? The enemy only knows what I'm thinking by what's coming out of my mouth. So if I'm speaking fear or doubt, he thinks, ha ha. And he'll bring his friends. Oh, you need to go and get that checked out. You need to do this. You need, oh, I know somebody. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? But no, it is written, I've not been given a spirit of fear. I've been given a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. I'll never have Alzheimer's. I'll never suffer that. But you see, Christians are suffering because they don't know these great and exceeding great and precious promises that are hidden in this book. See, this is a spiritual book and we are spiritual beings. We are born again supernaturally by a supernatural spirit. And we have a supernatural teacher. The Holy Spirit is our supernatural teacher to bring us into the knowledge of him. See, without him, we can do nothing. But with him, we can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength to do it. And so that is what I'm saying today. This is what the Lord is saying today. He that believes on the Son of God, we have the witness within ourselves. We have the witness of the Spirit, the Word of God. This Bible, the Word of God, is the witness. The Holy Spirit will always witness of Jesus nothing else and if you i always like to get at least three scriptures to back up what the word is saying to me because sometimes see the enemy he is he's the king of deceit you see that is all what the parable of the sower is about the deceitfulness of riches, the foolishness, the cares of this life, it all out to rob you, to get you not to get into this word. This is the most precious thing in my life. It has to come before everything else. That's why the first thing I just 
have to read this. Before I feed my face, I have to feed my spirit. Because this, in him, is life. And in him there is no death. And my life now is hidden in him. So I just wanted us to come up, so we're all on the same page, to come up with these promises. He's promised us everlasting life. He's promised us that he forgives everything we've ever done to hurt him. He's promised us that he will never leave us, he will never forsake us, and he's promised us health and healing to all our flesh. Because we read in Proverbs 4.20, my son, attend to my words. We must incline our ears to his saying. Keep them in the, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart because they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. So I thought today we need to do that recap on that healing because otherwise that is what is robbing most Christians. Because when I go to church, I hear what they're saying. And they talk more about what they are, is attacking their body than what is healing their body. You know, I like to talk about the healer. Because he is my healer. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He changes not. We did read in Numbers 23 and verse 19 says, God is not a man that he would lie. Has he not said and will he not do? We also learned that we belong to, we have a, changeless promise that his promise is not change he will not change his mind god never changes his mind you know like there were instances in the bible where he did change his mind when moses pleaded and when hezekiah pleaded for, for life but he will not change his mind concerning his promises. And we also read in Galatians 3.29 that if we belong to Christ, then we are Abram's seed and heirs according to promise. And Abraham was never, ever under law. He was never under the law of Moses. The promise was made to Abraham 400 years before the Lord came into being. So I just praise the Lord. I give him all the thanks and all the glory that he is my helper. What can man do to me? What can man do to me? Nothing. We just thank you, Lord, for your word this morning. Yes, Lord.
that your word is health, your word is healing oh, yes. to all our flesh, that you are our strength, that you are our shield, you are our hiding place, that health and healing is in our house. We thank you, we praise you, and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.